Church, I'd like us to read scriptures for today from Matthew chapter 13, verse 44. And we'll read it in two versions. The TLV as well as the NLT. So can we read Matthew 13, 44? Shall we read it together? The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the field, which a man found and hid. And because of his joy, he goes out and sells all that he has and buys that field. Shall we read it in the NLC version? Let's go. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. In his excitement, he hid it again and sold everything he owned to get enough money to buy the field. Wow! Are you excited to be in the house of the Lord today? Church, as Club 12, we want to say a very big thank you to you for carrying with us what has become our biggest event yet. 2022, the high schoolers experience, loud and clear. <laughs> Woo, man. We just want to say thank you to all our parents for your support, as well as those who gave towards our HXP donation. Big up. Thank you. Snap Squenu. Because your HXP donation enabled so many teenagers to come and take part. And let me tell you, there's one thing we learned at the HXP. We learned that it takes a church to build a ministry. It takes a church to build a ministry. And we are so thankful for the church family we have in all of you. So let's get into the word today. And I want us to just remember those, the scriptures that we shared earlier, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 13, verse 44, it says, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. In his excitement, he hid it again and sold everything he owned to get enough money to buy the field. Let me ask you, church, can you guys remember the first time you discovered how to do something? For example, the first time you learned how to ride a bike. No, not with wheels. The first time you actually rode it without training wheels and you were able to balance on your own. Can you guys remember that? Can you remember that feeling? Can you remember the feeling of the first time you floated? Or for some of you, can you remember the first time you discovered how to swim in the deep end? Yeah? Guys, some of us are still discovering that one. <laughs> no judgment, no judgment. Or can you remember the first time you actually cooked ugali and it tasted like ugali? And it wasn't flour with hot water. Can you remember the sense of fulfillment? The sense of accomplishment that came with that discovery? Let me tell you mine. I love math and I love series. Okay? If you, if, a series, you know a series, right? Yeah, yeah, series in math. I remember was it the, way, the first time I discovered series of squares. That the, the square of one is one, the square of two is four, the square of three is nine, and the square of four is 16. 
And then I realized, ooh, there is a set, there is a repetition here. If you subtract the series, the answers of the squares, you get an odd number. For example, 4 minus 1 is 3, 9 minus 4 is 5, 16 minus 9 is 7. And that becomes the progression of 3, 5, 7. What's the next one? What's the next odd number? It's 9, right? What is 16 plus 9? 25. What's the square of 5? 25. <laughs> Man, yo, I was, I am ready for my Nobel Prize because let's see if it, let's see if it, if it flows, right? After nine is 11, 25 plus 11 is 36. What's the square of six? 36. Hey, guys, please hand me my Nobel Prize. How many of you have made that discovery like me? How many of you knew about this? It's okay. I can handle it on my own. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And can I tell you something, church? The same is true when we discover hidden treasures in the kingdom of God. Man, there is a distinct joy that overwhelms and drives us further into our Christianity. Man, how I pray today, we will discover and some of us dis rediscover one of the treasures in the kingdom of God. And that is the power of mission. Church, let's talk about the joy of discovery, mission edition. Woo! So, during the HXP, as you've already seen, we did what we called a South Blitz. We took almost two hours of our day teaching our young people that they can make a positive difference in their world. When we started off by having Veto, who is one of our activators. You guys saw him up there. Big up Veto. As he rallied our high schoolers on what the serve blitz would be all about. He explained the reality that our prisoners are facing. He let our clubbers know. He let our high schoolers know what is currently happening with our prisoners. He helped us understand as well that as young as we are, we have something to offer. By simply making a cross or assembling a package, we are sharing the love of Jesus. Man, and y'all, once they understood the assignment, once they understood what they were asked to do, there was visible ownership. There was a visible drive. You could see it. From the time they left the sanctuary, going to serve, going to do whatever, they're assembling, there was a visible joy knowing that they were part of something important. By the way, I hope you caught this. A portion of every payment and every donation went towards making this endeavor happen. So church, by your giving, you are part of sharing the love of Jesus to our prisoners. Amen? So, I have to say, I did see the spark. I saw the spark in our high schoolers' lives. I saw the spark in their eyes when they were putting the, the, the packages together. I saw the care. I saw the joy. I saw that excitement. And I saw it, and it reminded me of all the moments I myself have had 
to make an impact in my world. I remember, guys, uh, I don't know if you all remember last month or last month, but one, when there was a, a mission report about what our Water for Water was doing. Like the, the, the fact that we were able to drill a borehole by buying water. Y'all, a spark came. There was just this poof. Until today, every time I buy water, I buy water with some excitement. Yes, give me that water. I know what it's doing. There's a spark when I'm making an impact in my world. And that prompted me to do a brief research on the history of missions in the church. Man, and can I tell you all, I learned that through mission, the gospel has changed the lives of people from the humble home to the majestic emperor's palace. From the home to the king's court. It has been rejected by kingdoms, yes, but as well it has been used to set the standard in constitutions in government. Through missions, it has penetrated cultures from Africa to Asia. Through missions, the gospel has penetrated cultures. The gospel has been spread from the family to the nations. Through missions, through missions, the gospel has stood the test of time. It has stood the test of competing religions. It has stood the test of persecution. It has stood the test of culture. It has stood the test of, bar uh, of barriers in language. Man, and I'm looking at this history and thinking, man, this is such a powerful history. This is such a rich history. And I realize, hey, that was their turn. Mission is still on. The gospel is still being preached. That was their turn. This is my turn now. This is your turn now. You and I are part of something that is world changing. You and I are part of something that is culture shaping. You and I are part of something that is life transforming. Now do you understand why you have to get that spark when you're impacting your world? You're doing something for his kingdom. And let me understand, let me try and explain something. What is this mission that we're talking about? Let me try and break it down for us as simple as I can. Hopefully I will. Like I did the series of uh, squares, right? <laughs> Mission defined is ascending or being sent. It is being sent or delegated by authority, listen, with certain powers to perform any service. Mission is not me taking myself, it's me understanding that I have been sent by my authority. And I have been given certain powers to ensure certain service is done. That is mission. So let me try and see how I can explain it in my own way, okay? For me, missions or mission is seeing God's will being accomplished in the world through me. Through my obedience. Through my integrity through my kindness, through my giving, through my faith, through my standards, through my choices, through my stories. It doesn't matter. It can be short term. It can be long term. It is missions. It is daily. It is giving. It is going. It's in my home. 
It's in my neighborhood. It's in my workplace. It's in my school. It's with myself. It's on my own. It's to my friend. It's to my colleague. It's to my desk in class. It is to my unbelieving family members. Mission is all of it. Church, can you believe it? That God wants me to be part of his story. He wants his will accomplished through me. So that one day I will be part of that wonderful history of the church. Can I tell you one thing that will be in the books? Man, I believe it with all my heart. HXP will be in those books. One day, 20, God, I was saying, if the Lord tarries, 2030, 2050, we shall be talking, you shall be reading about HXP and the impact it's making in our world. Amen. Acts chapter 5, verse 40 to 41 says, They called in the apostles and had them flogged. Then they ordered them never again to speak in the name of Jesus. And then they let them go. The apostles left the high council rejoicing that God had counted them worthy to suffer disgrace for the name of Christ. The apostles were overjoyed that God counted them worthy. They found their value when God chose them to represent him and his truth before people. Even though it meant they suffered, I'm representing my God. The excitement of that. And so guys, the discovery of mission creates so much joy in me because I realize that God has counted me worthy to declare his goodness to preach the message of Christ, to live out my Christianity for others to see and be impacted by him in return. When I discover missions, I realize God has given me purpose. God's given me value. God has said, hey, you matter and has put on his responsibility, which I love which I'm excited to make sure that every single person who knows or who does not know who God is will one day find out who the true person of Jesus Christ is. May God give us meaning. May God give us purpose when we realize or when we discover the joy in missions. Amen? So let's go back to our guy. Okay? Our guy who discovered the hidden treasure. The joy in the discovery of this hidden treasure, compelled this man of ours to do three things, which I believe as we embrace, we will find out the true discovery of missions. And I pray that it will bring so much joy in our lives, so much excitement in our lives. May we be driven to do the following. So this guy gets so excited because he's discovered something, right? And what has he discovered? He's discovered a hidden treasure in the kingdom of God. And what has he discovered? He's discovered that, man, I have to have this. So what does he do? The first thing he does is he buries. The Bible says he hid it again. He goes and he says, hey, 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 you know what? I need to go get my, my things in order. So as I go and get my things in order, this has to be protected. And he protects it. And so when I have the joy, when I realize the discovery 
of what missions is, this joy will drive me to a commitment to protect the joy of mission from being diminished. Because, you know, I can be here. I can protect it. I can keep this fan flaming. The fact that we're here one time in Sunday, man, guys, let's be, let's be drawn towards mission. Let's, let's give. And so I leave church excited. And I go home. And you know what? I'm like, God, I have to do something. God, I have to do something. But when I go home, there is lunch. Right? There is hangout with friends. And it's so easy to forget what God stirred in me. May this discovery of mission give you so much joy and may your joy drive you to protect this fun, to protect this fire, to protect this excitement. Lord, I'm going to make an impact. So every morning I wake up and I ask God, Lord, how can I be part of seeing your will being done, being accomplished? Lord, show me something to do. Keep this fun flaming. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6 through 8, it says, This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and of self-discipline. And then it finishes by saying this, So never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord. Keep fanning this flame. Protect this joy. Protect this discovery. Whatever you need to do, do not forget about it. Remember, talk about it in the week. Talk about it anytime. You know something you also need to protect it from? Protect it from discouragement. Because you do know the first time you talk to someone, the second time you talk to someone, you can get some negative responses. It is easy to become discouraged. But man... Come on, protect it. It's okay. I'll try again tomorrow. <laughs> it's okay. Fan this flame. Amen? The second thing he did, the Bible says is he went away and he sold everything. He sold everything. This guy was so excited that what he had, what he owned, was not as precious as what he was about to get. The value of what he had uh -uh, does not match what he's about to get. So this guy, when he went to sell, he didn't sell with grudges. He didn't sell holding back. You know why? His joy told him, what are you about to get? What are you about to do? What are you about to see? What are you about to experience? So this joy this discovery may create such a joy that will drive you for, to a willingness to give up anything that might hinder you from being part of mission. Philippians chapter 3 verse 8 says, It is far more than that. I consider everything else worthless because I'm much better off knowing Jesus Christ my Lord. It's because of him I think of everything as worthless. It's because of him. It's because of this discovery that everything else is worthless. I threw it all away in order to gain Christ. So can I tell you something? Are you willing to sell some things 
Will your joy drive you to sell something? Some, some things are, are good things. Some things are noble things. Your conveniences. Your comforts. Are you willing to sell? Are you willing to part with so that you can make time for? Are you willing to part with so that you can make time for? Am I willing to part with? For example, God prompts me in my heart. Or God prompts you in your heart. You know what? Take your colleague out for lunch and share with them the goodness of God. Oh, and share with them something encouraging. And you're like, yes, God, I want to do it. The joy is on. The joy is quickly realized or is quickly met by the only money you have is the budget you had for the shoes you want to buy. Where? The shoes, guys, the shoes. But I can change a life. But I can impact a life. Hey, you know what? Budget of shoes, Casey Badai. I will go for lunch because I know, man, I'd rather part with this for what I'm about to get. The joy is leading me towards this discovery. I have to do something for the kingdom of God. God wants me to be part of it. I will not hold back. Hey, I can come home. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. And I see there's an opportunity for me to talk or to have conversations about God with my children. Hey, I really deserve some alone time. But the impact that I can make on my children Come on, man. It is worth pushing myself. Getting me all the excitement that I need to get to play with my children and in that moment, share conversations with Christ. Or let me ask it like this. Or let me, let me bring it out to you. I think it's important that all of us put down our phones sometimes because our phones are consuming us with us. It is time to put them away. Because, hey, I'm not saying it's bad. But if I part with this time, maybe I can pay attention to my siblings. If I part with this time, maybe I can be kind to my husband. If I part with this time, maybe I can give some time to my friends. What do I need to part with in excitement? Hey, y'all, it's not drudgery. I cannot wait to say, you know what? Hey, the joyfulness the joyfulness, that hard. The, <laughs> the gladness that I have because I am realizing, I've just discovered that God wants me to be part. Hey, my phone can stay away. There is an opportunity. There is an opportunity. This joy is what's driving me. Amen? And lastly, not only did he sell what he had, he got the money he had and the Bible says he went and he bought not just the hidden treasure. He bought the entire field. Not only did he stop that, not only did he, keep, he just use the money for just that hidden treasure, when he went and he bought the whole field. And can I tell you something? It's in his excitement that he bought his field. So may the excitement, may the joy of the discovery of mission drive us to maximize every opportunity presented to lead everyone in our world to the person of Jesus Christ.
Bible says in Colossians chapter 4, verse 5, be wise in the way you act towards those who are outside the Christian faith. Make the most of your opportunities. Make the most of your opportunities. This week, my son is talking about his superheroes and what his superheroes can do. Man, he's, he's really giving, he's really painting a picture of everything superheroes or his superheroes are good at. Man, my wife steals or seizes the moment. She turns to him and she tells him, uh uh, your superheroes are fake. Let me tell you about a real superhero. And then she goes on to tell him, Joshua in the Bible prayed to God and man, the sun stood still and the moon stood still and man, all of a sudden she goes and changes the narrative. It's now no longer about Spider-Man. It's about God and his grandeur. It's about the glory of God. Man, guys, will you seize your moment? Will you seize your moment this week when you're in that matatu and God speaks to you and God nudges you? Talk to the guy next to you. Will you seize your moment in excitement thinking, God, you want me to partner with you on this? I'm going to do it. Man, your unbelieving, or let's say your unbelieving colleague comes to work, he is super discouraged and he needs some direction. Will you seize your moment to share the word of God that every situation it has a solution for? Will you do that? Bible says in Psalms 96, 1 to 3, it says, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Praise his name. Day after day, announce that the Lord saves his people. Tell about his glory. Tell all the nations about his miracles. Y'all, this scripture, this chapter is considered a missionary hymn. It says, day after day, announce that the Lord saves his people. This week, when you get that moment on your stories to big up the king of kings, to tell the world about his glory, will you take it? When you get that opportunity, for example, to say, I even have something that you can write if you want to. <laughs> Post this one day. There has never been an identical sunrise from creation. And you put the chills emoji and you tag it. That's why I worship him. There has never been an identical sunrise from creation. Do you know how big that God is? It's not like when he remembers the uh, 3081. You know what? I did that day, day one. Let me repeat it. No. Every single day from creation, never once has there been an identical sunrise. Isn't he worthy of that glory? Isn't he worthy to be praised? Man, own every moment. Own every opportunity. Own every open door. Own every challenge. Own every invitation that you get to be part of his story. Own it. Don't let it go by. Get excited. Let that joy drive you to maximize on every opportunity. I finish by sharing with you Luke chapter 10 verse 21. It says, at that time, Jesus was filled 
with the joy of the Holy Spirit. And he said, O Father, Lord of heaven, thank you for hiding these things from those who think themselves wise and clever and for revealing them to the childlike. Yes, Father, it pleased you to do it this way. I finish by giving you the backstory. This part of scripture is when Jesus had just sent out the 70 to go out into their world and impact their world. And they come back to him to give him the good reports, to tell him how much they have seen possible. And Jesus gets overjoyed. The Greek actually says he leaped with joy. The Greek version. Because it gives God the greatest pleasure to reveal to you that he wants you and I to be part of his impact in this world. That he wants you and I to be part of his story in this world. That it gives him the greatest pleasure that you and I are part of seeing his will accomplished in our world. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus Christ is overjoyed when you get this discovery. And when it comes alive to you, man, can you take every opportunity in joy? Amen? Please, let's stand and pray together. If you want, if your heart has been stirred and asking God, Lord, help me discover, help me rediscover. Help me see the impact that I can make in my world with you. Man, can you please raise our hands and let's just honor him and thank him that he would consider us worthy to be part of his story. And he would want us to have some meaning and value by taking this gospel to our world, in our homes, in our schools, in our neighborhoods, in our workplaces, wherever it is. Father, we thank you. We bless you for every opportunity that you give us. Lord, may we maximize every opportunity in joy. May we see, my God, the, the places we can be of help. May we see the things we can do to bring and make an impact in our world. Lord, I pray that the joy will once again just come back and realize that, Lord, you have called me to be part of your story. May I do everything I can. May I seize every opportunity. In Jesus' name we pray and in Jesus' name we believe. Amen and amen. Come on, let's give him praise. Come on. Well, church, have an amazing week. Man, go and discover this joy in Jesus' name.